Hey there, and welcome back to Health, Wealth, and Happiness. I'm James. I'm Joe. And today's guest is Carl Pate. Carl today is going to share with us how he went from buying his employers out for a measly quid to selling the business 12 years later for multiple eight figures. Now, since then, Carl has become a best-selling author with his controversial book, Making Shit Happen. And he teaches business leaders on the art of productivity through his own software. Carl, it's great to have you on board. How's it going, my man? Fantastic. Thank you, James. Thank you, Joe. Thanks for having me on again. That's awesome. It's good to have you. Fantastic. I'm sure everyone wants to know. Let's dive into this. Who is Carl Pate? I, this is my second career. So I had a 30-year, almost 30-year career in finance. And then I came from that finance career into becoming an entrepreneur and have done various things since. So business called Productivity Powerhouse, another business called Undercover Entrepreneur, where we help people to become entrepreneurs, which is what I went through a few years ago. And yeah, and productivity is my thing. That's that's the thing that's driven me for, for years and years and years. How did you get into that then? So how did you become sort of the go-to expert on productivity? Well, I think I... <sighs> I started studying personal development. I can't even remember what it was now, 20, 30 years ago. And every, all of the lessons seemed to keep coming back to productivity, seemed to keep coming back to the same idea of how you get the most out of your life. And so I'd made notes. I mean, I've got a cupboard full of notes that I'd made from listening to CDs and DVDs and all this stuff when I was driving into work. And, and with an idea of writing a book about it later. And, but it just kept coming back to that same theme. And then when I started doing the book, that was when it, I realized it was all the productivity stuff. And so that was, the, that was the kind of the genesis of it all. It all started with the guy who we all know, which is Tony Robbins. Fantastic. So you take a lot of inspiration from his work then in what you do. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, and and it was where it started. Actually, started. So I was waking up one morning, going let the dogs out, and seeing the go uh, get your, uh, get the edge commercial with Tony on it. Yeah. And I went away instead of buying the hundred and twenty pound set of CDs. I went away and bought one CD for ten quid and listened to it a load of times, and then realised actually I could get some more value out of the bigger set of CDs. Because who the hell spends one hundred and twenty quid on set of CDs? <laughs> when with this as well. It's easy 20 years ago, <laughs> which just scares the life out of me. And that's part of the reason why we do the undercover entrepreneur stuff now, which is about helping people of, of, of our age, my age, not our age. I mean, our, when I say our, I mean, our with my business partner and I rather than our, you guys, <laughs> uh, 50, because I was 50, well, 52 this year. And so that age thing has really driven me to getting out and helping people to become entrepreneurs and do and all the stuff that we need to do to take control. And now is a classic time and a classic example of why this is so important. I guess the meat and potatoes of this, let's dive into this. You know, what are the biggest tips and advice we have for becoming more product, you know, more, more, more productive in what we do each day? Well, I mean, the biggest tips are, is the, the first one is what you already do, which is about getting your energy levels right. So the biggest bang for your buck within any of your productivity strategies is sorting energy levels out. Because, if, because with that, you get to use that from the moment you get up until the moment you go to bed. You know, strategies are great, but the strategies are great when you're using them. If you get your energy levels right, it's great all the time. And so it's not all about always doing, 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 but it's about having that maximum energy level so that when you are doing the things that you need to be doing, when you're taking the actions you need to be taking, you know, you've got that in you to, to just get up and make it happen. Because, you know, when, when we're not, when we haven't got that energy, then... You know, that drag 
makes such a difference to how much we get done and the quality of what we get done as well, which is even more important. And what tips would you give on increasing energy levels then? The, the, I mean, the five things that I talk about, and you're much more expert in this field than I am, but the five things that I would talk about are food, intermittent fasting, resistance training, exercise, and downtime or sleep. So I use the word fired for fired up, getting fired up. And so that's the, the, the sort of thing that, that, we, that, that we work with. But I, I don't give sort of food strategies or anything like that. But, yeah. you know, it's about finding people like yourselves to help them to, to help people to, to get these strategies absolutely right. Because when you do, it changes everything multitasking my missus always tells me i can't multitask at all and i know i can't i can't focus on more than one thing at any one time otherwise i just drift is it a real thing correct you can't multitask you, nobody can i mean we keep on talking about multitasking people you, you know we, some people wear it as a badge of honor like you know multitasking but when you're multitasking you do you all the switching time between the different tasks that you're trying to do takes up so much energy if you're trying to do just two things it's, that doesn't take 50% of your time each. It takes about 40% of your time, and 20% of your time is lost in the switch from one place to the next. And so when you try to do all of these things together, and we, when, when we talk about multitasking generally, we're not talking about two things. We're talking about 10 things. You know, when you're trying to do all these different things at the same time, and none of it's got your full set of energy. If you get the, the second thing that I would talk about is focus being the, the fastest bang for your buck, and that is what this is all about. It's about not multitasking. And you get down and you do something, you get super focused. You just do that. All everything, everything else is shut out. And you just get focused and you just do it. That will move you forward much faster than you trying to do 10 different things. No question. You speak about focus. And I assume what you're talking about is planning. And I know a bit of the work that you've done in the past, Carl, is about this 3-1-1 planning, am I right in mm -hmm. saying? What does this entail? And how do people start implementing this moving forward? Yeah, so one of the, the greatest things that you can do for, for, for a focus point of view is to get yourself, get yourself a plan. So the, some people talk about not having lists. Yeah, you shouldn't have to-do lists because they just get frustrating. What they mean is you shouldn't have crap to-do lists. No, you shouldn't. You should have good ones. <laughs> but also you need to realise, and this is, a, this is a really strange thing to say perhaps, but you need to realise that we're all going to die with a big long to-do list. We're not going to get it all done. And so we stress ourselves out about having this long to-do list of all this stuff that we've got to do. And we want it done. Well, it won't be. It's never going to be done. And so as soon as you can get your head around that, you, can re you start to realize that the goal of today is to make progress. So it's not to do all of those things on your list, to make some progress. So the way that you make that progress is that you do this 3-1-1, take the 3-1-1 strategy. So you say, right, for today, what are the three outcomes that I must achieve today? Outcomes, not necessarily actions, but outcomes that I want to achieve. Out of those three actions, what is the one most important, the single most important of those outcomes that I must get done today? And if I go to bed tonight, I've done that, then I'll go to bed happy. And then the, th the, the, the one at the end is what's the very next action in taking you towards that goal. So then, so, so, so it's, it's three outcomes, one super outcome and very next action. I like that. I really like that. Actually. I know you said in the past, Carl, reading some of your work, you said that really preparation and getting more efficient work done actually starts, the next day actually starts at night, am I right to say? 
What, what's your idea behind that? Absolutely. I think morning rituals are fantastic. It's the place everyone gets to start their day. You know, everyone wakes up and starts their day, whether it's at four o'clock, six o'clock, nine o'clock, whatever it is, everyone gets up to start their day. And so that's really the time when you have some control. So if you can create your morning rituals to give you a powerful start to the day, then that's the best thing to do. The idea there, though, we can come back to morning rituals in a second if you like, but the, what, the, the best way to get your morning ritual itself off to a good start is by starting your day the night before. Because if, you're, if, you've, if you've not prepared yourself the night before and you know, you're dragging because you ate too late and whatever else is going on, you, know, you didn't do the things to get yourself ready, you haven't got your plans, you, your desk's a mess when you get into the office, then your morning ritual kind of doesn't work as well. And so what we need to be doing is starting the day that before, and there's three elements to it. You get your body ready, you get your mind ready, and you get your environment ready. So your body, getting your body ready is all about what you eat, when you eat, what you drink, when you drink. You know, just getting, so, getting yourself ready so that you can have a good night's sleep. For me, this is super important because I've got a problem with my esophagus. My esophagus doesn't work, so it doesn't squeeze food. So... So I, I kind of have to rely upon gravity and time yeah. food to go down. So if I eat late at night and I eat the wrong things, then I'll be up all night with food sort of choking me and unable to breathe and all that sort of stuff going on. And so having that, that, that point of, of getting your body ready and making sure you eat at the right time, because your body takes up, the digestive system takes up a huge amount of energy. So if you go to sleep, and you're still digesting your food, you're not getting a proper night's sleep. So that's the first thing. The second thing is getting your environment, get, sorry, getting your mind ready. So that means setting your plans, you know, getting yourself ready for the following day. Because if you set a plan the night before for the following day, then during the night, your brain's going to be working on it. It's going to be working on things whilst you're asleep. Your subconscious mind's working on it. And that in itself, I mean, for me, that's fantastic. So I have a pad of paper and one of these pens here that's got a little light in the end. So that when, I, when I, if I wake up in the morning, I wake up in the middle of the night, and I've got something on my mind, I'll just scribble, I'll just open, put the light on, scribble on the pad. And You need one of them, don't you, Joe? I could do it. Honestly, it's the best tool I've got. <laughs> I'm so bad for it. I will wake up. You know what? People say I sleep like a baby. I actually do where I will, and I'm a bit better now, but where I sleep three hours, then I'm awake. Then I'm asleep for another three hours, then I'm awake. Yeah, and um, and that's one of the things. Me, if I wake, I have a notepad and pen next, notepad and pen next to the bed. And if I wake up at one in the morning thinking of something, if I don't write it down, I'm not yeah. going back to sleep at all. Yeah, but yeah. I go old school and turn the light yeah. on, wake my missus up, and then I write it down. So I'll have to invest in a few of Let them. Let me have your address. I'll send you. <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> I think it goes back to one of the first episodes we did on this and we were talking about how routines and structure is everything in, yes. you know, controlling the frame and becoming a lot more efficient in what we do. And I know Joe was saying this is massive for him, the routines and habits and everything for him. Um, it seems like, you know, almost one of these evening routines set in stone as well as your morning routines. Yes. Yeah. 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 Cause the other thing after, after, the getting your mind ready and getting your plans and everything for the day, then it's getting your environment ready. And so that means, you know, if you're going to exercise in the morning, put your, put your workout kit next to the bed. So you've got no excuse. If you get your desk clear the night before, 
so that when you wake up, you've not got all of that, that different stuff distracting you. Because this time management is distraction management. So you get the distractions away, then you can roll straight into your day with you in control, not with somebody else in control. So never have looking at email as part of your morning ritual. Because somebody else is taking control of your day at that stage. Yeah. You know, what we said also, like what we see with a lot of people is when they wake up each morning, they just roll on their side, they go onto social media. And already they've been dragged along by the day, by the leash, instead of actually controlling the frame and actually, you know, influencing the outcome of their day. I mean, social media is a fantastic tool, particularly at the moment. You know, all of this stuff where we can get, we can still socially interact, even though we can't physically interact anymore at the moment. You know, that's, that's all great, but it's great when it's used properly. When it's used ineffectively as a distraction away from your day or so that you've just got something to do when you first wake up, your first thing for lots of people is grab the phone and start scrolling through Facebook. Well, number one, there's not often very good news on there at the moment. So that starts you off in a bad way. And then, you know, it's somebody else who's going to be pushing you, pushing your buttons as to where you're going to go. So if you get enough, start your day. And you have that control. And because at some stage in the day, things are going to take over. You know, the dynamic nature of, of everyone's life at the moment is that something's going to come in. You know, you're going to get a phone call. You're going to get things that will take over. But that first part of your day is super important because that's where you're in control. Nobody else has got that. That's yours. And you've got to keep that sacred. So, so in other words, you're saying only hop on social media in the morning if you're listening to this podcast. Yeah. Um, for that only <laughs> yes, absolutely have it on repeat good bed listening to wake up listening to it. ignore what Carl's saying this is good for you <laughs> uh, uh, but, but that's that, but that's a good point because that is that's you specifically deciding to go on to a podcast or you know and listening to something that's going to enrich your day and get you ready to go so as part of your morning ritual that is an, is a, is an excellent idea yes absolutely how are you coping at the minute? Lockdown and not leaving the house? I mean, we're largely online like this anyway, to be fair. I think the challenge is that, that a lot of businesses now see coaching and mentoring as kind of discretionary spend that isn't something that they want to do at the minute. So that, that's a challenge. But... But the, I mean, there's still things to go up that are going on. I mean, like you can still go out to work. I mean, I've got a, I, I, it's all about doing different things. And this is the entrepreneurial nature of this. How do you take this situation? How do you take stuff that's going on at the moment and, and figure out how you can use it? I mean, at the moment, I'm, I'm working post-administration. So a business went into administration and I'm clearing the rubbish out of a site that had gone into administration after the administrators have left. So that's part of it. I mean, we're socially isolated because there's like one person in 20,000 foot building. Um, but it's, it, it's, it's finding those things that you can do. And I think that it, it is a real challenge to social isolation. And it's challenging in so many ways. But I think it's also going to be a challenge even post this because I start getting uncomfortable now when people walk past me too close. But I do think on the positive side of things, I think this will change the way business is done forever. Um, and I've, I mean, I'm in the financial service industry and I've already seen that massive, like a massive shift uh, all the way through to 
how the financial advisors are working. I mean, again, it's still quite an old school industry where it's very much, I like to see the white of their eyes and I like them to see the white of my eyes and I like to shake hands and all this. And going from that to this, to also the client expectations of it as well, where three months ago, it was quite difficult getting someone to jump on a Zoom call at the other side of the world where a lot of my clients are, but now it's expected it's the norm and it's same with the institutions we use. So a lot of them have gone away from needing a wet ink signature. They're now using uh, DocuSign. They're using technology to, to enable and make it easier to do business, which is great. And I can imagine that being the case in most industries. Yeah, yeah, I think you're absolutely right, Jim. I think this is, this is a, there's a big change that's coming at the end of this. It's the home working revolution. You know, oh, yeah. Now that everyone realizes they can work from home, they will work from home because who wants to sit for, for an hour or two hours a day in traffic? Nobody wants to do that. It's not productive use of your time. It's frustrating. It's not healthy. You know, everything's wrong with that. So something's going to change there. And, and I mean, we, part of what I'm doing as well is we're getting shipping containers and converting them into home offices for people to just dump in the back garden. So that's another thing. You know, it's looking for little opportunities that, that, that come along that serve people. It's not about taking advantage. It's about serving people. And so that, that's, that's something else that we're looking at at the moment. I could do one of them for my wife and kids some days, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> just coming back to productivity here for a second. For you personally, with coronavirus, the lockdown right now, has your routines of generating more productivity changed to how they usually would? Have you changed your process or your strategy? No, not really. Not really. I mean, I was working from home anyway. So my, my sort of base is, is here now. So my commute, rather than being an hour into Nottingham as it was, is is a, a minute across the hallway into, into the office. So... In, in that way, that, that's still okay. You know, you can still create things. You can still think about things. And it's about figuring these multiple streams of income. So we are having to, at the moment, in our coaching mentoring business, we are, re, we are reassessing how that, the, the flow of that. So instead of jumping people straight into the more expensive one-on-one coaching, which people are finding challenged to accept at the moment, not because they don't believe in it, but because they don't know what the hell's, coming down the line whether they need it or what they what they want to be coached on or whatever else so so that that's got to be changed and so we're moving that into more group versions i know you you you're big on the group stuff anyway james and so we're moving towards the group stuff in so so that we can help more people but at much lower cost and so we're just reorganizing that that at the moment but then it's about finding these other things you know finding the post administration work because i mean there's going to be businesses that are being secure at the moment because of the banks needing to help people through coronavirus but there will be a whole host of those things that go to the wall once the once the, once the, the the shutters go up again and everything's back open there's going to be a whole host of things that change and that opens up opportunities for people which it's not meant to sound callous but you know when these things happen, opportunities come along and you either sit and you focus on the problem or you, or you look for the opportunity and make something else happen. And I think that's where we need to be going and we need to be looking at these multiple sort of streams of income. So I've created my software, I've written my book, I've got the courses, I've got the, the coaching. So there's lots of different things and different levers that you can pull when you've got those options to you. When you're an employee and you get furloughed, 
you know, you've not got the experience, you've not got the thought process that says, right, okay, well, how can I do this? What can I, how can I make something out of that? You know, because you've been in it. I mean, I was there for 30 years. But surely that's the time when people should, should be taking on what you're taking on board, what you're saying more than ever. And this, if this is a perfect time to upskill in whatever it is you want to learn. Perfect. Yeah. Spot on. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. If, if, if ever there was a time for you to get focused on making, cha- making a change, if you've had a thought about getting out of the world of the employee and becoming an entrepreneur, then now's the time to really explore that. And that's what we're trying to do with people. So we're, we're, we're lowering costs. We've got a specific one-off thing that's, that's a, reason, a very reasonable investment that, that helps people to explore what they can do next. Because we thought, and this was really interesting because we used to talk about this before all this happened. We talk about the, the sort of fake security of a job. And that's been blown wide open now, hasn't it? I mean, you can see how insecure that security was when everything disappears. Whereas when you are the one in control, you're the one who's, who's thinking about how you're creating these new streams of income. You're the entrepreneur. You're the one who's, who's actually creating what's going on inside of your life. You have some control there. It might not be easy, but you're the one who's in control. You can go out and you can think differently. Whereas if you're an employee waiting for that job in your industry to open up again, I don't know, is it going to be May, June, July, August? When's it going to be? How long are the government going to pay 80% of your, of your salary for? I don't know. I don't know how long that can even possibly last. I think it's a great point you make. Uh, it goes back to mindset. You know, obviously a lot of people having that scarcity mindset of doubt, fear, and uncertainty are just sort of falling back a little bit instead yeah. of having that state of abundance where actually leaning into this and saying, you know what, where's the opportunity? How can I move forward? How can I level up? Uh, I think you're right. It's not, it's not taking advantage. It's still serving people, but finding a way to serve people. Yes, yes. And you failing does not help those other people who failed. Yeah, yeah. Now, you getting into the same boat as the people who are sinking doesn't help them. You create, create a business. You go out and do something so that some of those people, you know, they could be your employees in six months. Million-dollar question. If you could do it all again, what advice would you give to an 18-year-old corp eight? The biggest thing that I, I talk about and the biggest thing that I would always go back to is consistency. It's following through with something long-term. It's being properly, truly consistent in things because most of the time people think of consistency as with, with negative ideas behind it. You know, it's, it's constricting. You know, if I'm consistent about this and if I'm just doing those things, then, you know, I can't be creative. Well, yes, you can. You just get consistent in the things that support you yeah. so that everything else, all the rest of your time, you can use for... for for, for driving your creativity and driving the rest of your life. But without consistency, nothing works. Nothing works. My, my, my son does karate. He's done it for now, gosh, how old is he now? He's 17. So he must have been doing it for like nine or 10 years. So he took a proper length of time to get to his black belt. It wasn't just like, you know, I want to get there in two years or I want to get there in a year. It was, it was taking a proper amount of time and it's doing it consistently. And that's the thing that really makes things happen. You know, for if, if you're just dabbling in this and that, you never get the results. And then people think because they, they, they're consistent for a little period of time and then they don't get the results and so they stop. 
So you're right. I suppose okay, that's but... also a fine line as well that when you are at that age, you don't know what you want to do. And so I completely agree with you on consistency. And I, a similar example to your son. I mean, I boxed from being 10, 11 year old up to being 20, 21 when I stopped chasing the dream and started chasing beer and women instead. Different. <laughs> 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 uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But again, at that age, I mean, do you not think you should dabble in different things? Do you not think you should try different things to find what it is that you want to do? Yes, I mean, I think you, you, you do have to try different things. Of course you do. Because nobody knows, uh, uh, certainly at that age, amount what, what it is that, that you are going to be. And you've got to have flexibility in all of this. But you've also got to have staying power. And you've got to be, you know, a last man standing is a great place to be. And but that doesn't mean that you just go running down the wrong road and you've got to keep going down there. You've got to always have one eye on everything else that's going on. So if you are being so if if you are being consistent in certain area but you're being consistently wrong, you know that's not going to work for you. You know it's it's not about it's it's, it's about it's not about uh, it's about just making sure that the that the basics really what I'm talking about. I suppose it's the basics. You'd be consistent around the basics, but you've still got to keep your mind on new opportunities and new ways for you to take things and new places for you to go. I know your number three point, your number three tip is system. I'm right in yes. saying so it's energy, focus, and system. So what are you saying here? It's consistency in that system. Yes, consistency in your system, yes. I mean, you build a system around your life. I mean, this is the software that we created, Daily Life Tracker. You build a system around your life. You, you, you segregate your life out into sort of six areas, let's say. Health, finance, relationships, emotions, personal development, life management. So everything that you do can fit into those six areas. It doesn't have to be them, but, you know, fits in there. And then you ask the question or, or answer the statement, I am at my best when dot, dot, dot. What is it? And so when you say dot, 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 you know, I'm at my best when I drink eight glasses of water a day, when I exercise every morning, when I make five cold calls first thing before 10 o'clock. You know, whatever it is in those different areas of your life, what are those things that make you the best person that you can be? Get consistent in those. Get consistent in the basics. One thing that I talk about is John Wooden, the basketball coach, used to, he's one of the most successful coaches ever. And what he used to do was get the players to, to play the basics. So it would be free throw after free throw after free throw, you know, thousands of times. Not because they were going to have thousands of free throws in a game, but they knew it was going to happen. So when it happened, boom, it went. Chaos of the game, the game they're, they're losing, the stuff happening, free throw, done. And it's the same with your life. If you get those basics that I've just been talking, I'm at my best one, you get them sorted. When chaos hits you, like now, you carry on with those basics because you know, you just do it. You're not going to think about it. You just do it. And those things are done. When those basics are taken care of, you're strong. And when you're strong, you can cope with the, the rest of the shit that comes at you. So what you say, ultimately what happens is you get unconscious competence. Yeah. Yeah. So you're yeah. autopilot. Yes. Go yeah. Ahead. Autopilot is where we, we naturally tend towards because we want to, because you can't be thinking about all of those things all the time. Awesome. Fantastic. So Carl, tell us where, where can the listeners find you? Yep. So the book's available on Amazon. So that's making shit happen. Great. Title. So you can get the book there. The, uh, my 
Email address is call at productivitypowerhouse.com or call at undercover-entrepreneur.com. So we've got various, I mean, find me on Facebook, Carl Pate, but also we've got undercover entrepreneur, personal, uh, productivity powerhouse. Fantastic. Well, Carl, thank you very much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Nice one, Carl. Thanks, Cheers. guys. You take care. Bye. That's it for this week's episode of Health, Wealth and Happiness. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next week.